Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And it feels like it's been a lifetime since we recorded. It has been a lifetime since we recorded. It's been, it's been two weeks. It's been forever. <laughs> it's been <Yeah>. two weeks. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime. I've been depressed it does. for the past two weeks. Like Nikki's worried about me and I keep trying to tell her it's about that I haven't, you know, been with my boyfriend recording and <laughs> she just doesn't want to believe me. <laughs> I know. Emily asked about the podcast yesterday. She's like, "Hey, you st- what's up with what's up with the podcast?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. I don't even care anymore." Yeah. Whatever. And it's I like, when "Oh you, wait, no. We're recording become, tomorrow, which is today." When you become uber famous like we are, you just don't care. You just don't care. Yeah. yeah. Like I was what's in another the, uh, episode, another Ferrari like Yeah. I was in the Bahamas uh this past I was on a trip. And it sucks because, you, you know, you're walking around these hotels and people are coming up to you asking for your autograph and wanting your picture taken. And, you know, after the second day, I was wearing one of those lift face masks that they sent us and yeah. I had to take it off because I was just too recognizable with it. And it's just it ruins yeah. the trip. It ruins the trip. I've I've signed almost as many chests as our guests. Almost. That's how famous I'm getting. That's really famous for the podcast. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We have Rob Holland back. Hey guys, happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Super excited to have you back on. It's our it's the first episode of 2022. It's exciting Great to be here. Let's uh, start off yeah. with your started off good. Absolutely, started off on a high note, right? That's right. I heard you're um, in uh, Union City right now. Doing a little MX2 flying? I am. I'm down here just getting it all wrung out, getting some of the uh, test time flown off it, and getting it ready to go. I have to say, the people in Union City are uh, just awesome. I love Justin. He's the man. And um, it's awesome. If you ever get a ch- anybody get a chance to go down to Union City and watch a training camp and, and stuff, you should go. It's really one of the coolest places in the U.S. I really enjoyed uh, going there. Oh, they're great down here. And they, they treat us so well. They treat us like family. Um, there's never any complaints. They bend over backwards for us. There's a beautiful mark box right on the field. And, yeah, all the guys at Full Stop Aviation are just, you know, if you have a problem with your airplane, they're, they're right on top of it. Yeah. Are they able to facilitate a nationals there? Mark, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I actually, um, I think it'd be a great place for a world championship. But I was going to ask about that there's, next. There's, there's a lot more that goes into it than just finding a location. But I mean, if you could find the sure. actual people to run it and run it right, I think it'd be a great location. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I hear, I mean, I just hear so many good things about it. I, I've never been, but hear really good things. So you're getting the MX2 rung out. Um, we've, I think the last time we had you on, we talked about the MX2 and you were like, heading out to go put it or start putting it together. Um, so obviously you got it together. So congrats on that. Uh, can you, before, I mean, we'll get into a bunch of other stuff, but 
what is the process of putting together an MX2 and going from that process to then getting the confidence to do what you do in it? Well, I mean, so the plane's built down in Australia and it's a completely built airplane. Um, they have to ship it over here, obviously apart the wings off it or whatnot. And I didn't, yeah, disassemble the I, ship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have my engine shipped always out there to be put on to have it shipped back. So the engine, the prop and all that stuff was still here in the U S. So they built the airplane without the engine. They brought it here. Um, we put it together. The guys at full stop helped me put the engine on to get everything all set. And then you got to get the FAA to come out and do an inspection, give it an airworthy certificate. Then there's 15 hours you have to fly off at doing all the phase one test stuff. Um, it's registered experimental sure. exhibition. So it's not that bad. It's, it's all together um, like a month and a half or so ago, maybe a little more that I did the initial flying on it, uh, put a few hours on it. And then just because of the holidays and travel and everything else, I've, you know, I haven't seen the airplane since. So I'm back down here putting the rest of the time on it and just getting it ready to go. How much, how much time you got to put on it? What? Yeah. Uh, f- 15 hours. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So then after the 15, 15 hours for phase one, then what's the next process for you? Uh, it's, it's ready to go. It's just like any other experimental exhibition airplane. So, um, it's done. Yeah. So you, ha- you have to have a program letter to go over. You have to go that that's easy. And it's just, yeah, it's just, just an airplane. Nice. How's yep. so? We talked to Brad Worston, who probably has an MX2 that's similar to your MX2, I would imagine. Um, and we can get into the differences, whether you know them or not, um, would be super interesting to talk about. But I would imagine the MX2s that are coming out are probably all fairly similar to what you basically what you order for the MXS. Um, how does it compare to the MXS? Uh, it's I mean, it's a great airplane. It, I mean, it, this one's going really, really well. Um, so it's got the, the reshaped tail, like that's on my MXS, the cowling kind of looks like the cowling on the MXS. So they took a lot of stuff from what we originally did with the MXS to change it to the quote unquote RH. And that's what they're applying to all the new airplanes. And it works really well. I haven't done a whole lot with it yet. Cause I'm still breaking the engine. So I haven't really done anything gyroscopic or pushed it like that. Um, it rolls fast. For some reason, I think it actually rolls a little bit faster than my single seater. Um, it's fast. It, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm loving it. I can't wait to, you know, get 10 hours or so in the engine so I can really start pushing it and see how it flies. Yeah. Now we're all excited to see, see you fly it. Do you have anything that you're going to start playing around with it gyroscopically that you're going to, you know, maybe debut in the years to come something, I guess, crazier than <laughs> what you're already doing? I don't know. I mean, the the MXS will still be my my main show airplane. Um, I mean, the MX2 is an incredibly capable airplane, but you'll never have a you'll never have a two seat airplane that flies as well as a single seat airplane. And it it all comes down to CG, right? Because the front seat naturally a CG has to be a little bit further forward than you really want it. So yeah, moves the second CG person, forward. and the CG doesn't go back to the tail wheel. Yeah. So when you're flying the yeah. thing solo, you're always going to have a more forward CG than a single seater. You just it's always just a tad bit heavier. So, um, you know, the MXS will still be the main show plane. This will be a really good backup and I can do media rides and um, sponsor rides yeah. and stuff like that with it. And it's a tire airplane to spare parts too, because so much is interchangeable with the MXS. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Are you, are you secretly holding up Jim Burke's MXS in Australia? Cause that's what <laughs> we've been hearing around the town. 
No, that's the I rumor. Be a spy, actually. That's the rumor. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I would like to see it. I like that. I, I heard his paint job is going to be kind of cool. I can't wait to see that. No, he's getting it without paint. Oh, I think that may have changed. Oh, maybe yeah, it changed. Um, because last time we talked to Jim, when we had him on the podcast, uh, he was thinking maybe a very basic paint job just to get it shipped quicker. Well, I like um, the color. He was going to do that Porsche chalk. Yeah, oh, that kind of cool. like off white. Nice. Well, you guys yeah. know more about it than I do, then. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, his yeah. should be. Hope. I mean, Alon's and Jim's uh, should be this year. I would imagine. Hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, twenty two is going to be a. a you know, I went over and flew a, a um, odds airplane, and it, that's a fantastic airplane. So they're definitely building some good airplanes over there. Do you think that you're going to be How able to use been? hers? Um, if it wasn't a world championships and I was going over there for something, I would definitely use hers. But for a world championship, I'll do everything I can to ship my airplane. It'd be a great backup to have over there. But, you know, mine is just it's tuned the way I want it. So would they, they would probably pull their citizenship from France. If she let you use her there. Can you imagine winning worlds <laughs> in a French airplane in a French? Oh airplane? my God. <laughs> <laughs> the French wouldn't even count it. They'd be like, it's not, that wasn't a real, that wasn't a real win. It yeah. was not real. That does not count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Where's the MX2 going to live? Is it going to travel with you? It um, it depends. I mean, they'll come to some shows depending upon what's happening. Um, if I happen to land a major sponsor at some point, I can, you know, have the funding to bring it around with me. Then yeah, I'll find yeah. another pilot. And I'll come to every show. But right now, it's um, it's not really costing me a lot to have it. So um, they'll kind of be there at standby. And like I said, for a few select air shows, I'll I'll bring it off for that for now. Nice. Just, just to you know, do rides and sponsor obligations and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I saw that. Hopefully, twenty twenty two brings a, a major sponsor. Yeah, crossing fingers. Fingers crossed. That'd be great. I saw that video that you posted, um, and you were walking through like Kitty Hawk or whatever with the watch. I thought it was really neat. Did any? What? Uh, that was so what cool. Made, yeah. What? How would that come about? Um, you know, oh, going down there. Cool. So the. Um, there's an organization out there called First Flight Society, and they basically keep up everything that has to do with um, Kitty Hawk and the First Flight, the memorial, and remembering it and whatnot. <clears throat> um, and they made myself and a few other people um, honorary members. So they had a big event on the 17th, and they invited me to go to that. And um, I was like, well, if I'm going to Kitty Hawk on December 17th to visit the First Flight Society, i got to bring the right flyer watch. Absolutely. So that's, that's how we ended up out there. And I thought it was pretty cool to, you know, kind of bring our original piece of right flyer home and walk the actual first flight, second flight, third flight, fourth flight. And uh, it was cool. It was, it was, I'm kind of that's a geek so like crazy. that. So it, that's it so crazy. You didn't bring your Casio G Shock? Say again? You didn't bring your Casio G Shock? No, no, I was thinking about it, but I, I defaulted to the right flyer watch. <laughs> Left the Timex at home? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> too bad yeah, Rob couldn't watch. Too bad he couldn't wear the FCS title belt while in like a nice suit, you know, because you were dressed up nice. 
<laughs> just put the FCS title belt on, walking, walking down, but being like super serious, just having this big thing of bling shining. <laughs> if if that wouldn't dumb down the entire honorable event, I don't know what would. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's what. Um, so I actually, um, uh, Jeff, I haven't even like, we, dude, we haven't even talked because you were gone. Um, I after well, seeing I, all I didn't that, even I was to like, tell Man. you what happened. Why what we couldn't happened? record the first? Okay, fill week. us in. Yeah, fill so us in. I had a well. I had to be um, barista boy. I had to actually. I had to make lattes because one of the uh, one of the people that worked for me, their boyfriend, had a COVID party which I'd never heard of. And basically it's like these non-believers in COVID. Are you serious? I swear. And a bunch of my staff went to it and then it just, it was like a super spreader event and it knocked out like 80% of my staff in one of the stores. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. So it's, it was like, you know, we, you know, we lost a couple of days of like in-house dining. So we were only doing like to go service one day. Another day we only had like half tables because we didn't have enough people. And then at that point, it's like, and then people they were just dropping like flies. Like some people like, oh, testing, tested positive, not showing up. I'd be like, fuck. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. It was crazy. So, um, but yeah, I was slinging yeah, you rolled lattes. it right into that. You were, you were doing the, you were slinging those PSLs and went right from PSLs to uh, the islands. No, it wasn't PSL. It's nutcracker season. We do a nutcracker latte, a little peppermint, a little white chocolate. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. PSL seeds is long gone. Once you have the That's turkey, gone. It's, it's, so, it's gone. I was just gonna say, is that is is uh, Thanksgiving the cutoff for PSLs? Yeah, the UGG boots went away, and now they got the moon boots out. <laughs> What's the over under on Rob Holland knowing what a PSL is? Oh, I give. I'd bet. I'd bet. I four to one, five no, five to one right now. I'll lay five to one. <laughs> Rob, you know what it is? Rob, I don't, I don't what's know. What's a PSL? Not yes. a clue. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's good. No, it's good. It's a pumpkin spice latte, man. Come on. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, Are you God. not a PSL fan, Rob? No, not, 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 not quite my thing. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> such I might have to try one of these nutcracker latte, dude. Sounds kind of good. Uh, yeah, they're really good. I wish Rob would come to New York, come to one of the coffee shops, and swing and caffeinated. One of these Hell days, yeah. I'm not that far from you. I know, I know. We'll get it. It's so cold. I don't want to get into that. This has been such a good start so far, so I don't want to get into negative Nancy talk. With get the into the negative weather. Ugh, California's not that much better. It's been. I mean, we need it. We need a real winter with rain, but it's been. Pretty shitty. That's hard to fly. Right there. I know. I know. Well, so Rob, um, we, yeah, back, we, back to it. <laughs> um, back to Rob, no, not knowing what PSLs are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how, so we, we chatted, I can't remember when our last podcast was, but, um, can you recap? I, I mean, I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but you're 2021. Um, we talked at first, Gosh, I, our first episode, or I mean, you were the first interview uh, for Fly Cool Shit before Jeff was even on. And Which is legendary. I can't remember if that was, oh, just legendary. I know. 
I know. Um, and I can't remember. It was during 2020, but um, your, most of your season was shot already, and you were hoping to finish at least with a couple of shows. So it was pretty dire times uh, for in a lot of ways in, in the aviation field and outside. But 2021 was obviously much better. Can you maybe uh, give us a summary on how your 2021 season went both as I mean, obviously, we you know, most of us know as a competitor, but, you know, as an air show pilot, um, how it went. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, 2020 was a disaster. I had, um, 24 shows scheduled and 23 of them canceled. So that was, that was yeah. a rough one. Um, so the, the last year show I had scheduled in 2020 actually went and that was in Stewart, Florida. Um, Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2021, it wasn't bad. You know, a, a typical season for me is 20 to 24 air shows. Um, I always shoot for 20 and then I have this problem where I can't say no. So I end up with 24. Um, but <laughs> I had five or six canceled toward the beginning of the season, some of the military shows. So I ended up with 16 shows total. So it, that's really good. not a complete loss, not a great season, but it's, you know, I'll, I'll take it compared to 2020. Yeah, but it was good. I'll tell you what, the, all the shows I had huge crowds. I mean, people have been itching to get out and do something. So the, yeah enthusiasm and the people that showed up and just, it, it was awesome. It was really That's great. great. Yeah. Do you, I got a question. Um, do you do like at Oshkosh at the end of your performance, they take you in the car and, and you do a drive by in front of the crowd. Is that happen at every show that isn't obviously, uh, like an ocean based show? No. Um, Oshkosh does it. Sun and fun does it. Uh, there are a couple others here and there that do it. Um, but no, that's, that's not a, not a very common thing. Cause you know, what would be really cool is if you got one of the t-shirt guns and shot some t-shirts into the crowd. How cool. Yeah. Some nice Rob Holland really t-shirts great, yeah. and everything. That'd be cool. I think you need a license to use one of those things. All kidding aside. Yeah, really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm also, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Pull but you don't license on a military base and get arrested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, crazy. But we were talking last time, and pretty much because you know you're super successful, um, you you try to book everything before ICAS, or everything's pretty much booked before ICAS. Because um, I was going to ask you about ICAS, but I don't think you you didn't go to ICAS, right? No, I went. I always go to ICAS. Oh, um, that's right. I know. But I, 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 I have my season booked before I can go there. Yeah. Was there anything then, uh, anything new at ICAS? Well, they had a convention, so compared to 2020, yeah. it was new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they at least had ICAS yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, a lot of... Um, I mean, there's a few acts that are missing, right? Because Whiskus retired. Um, yeah. Suckers not doing stuff right now. Um, so there's a few things not there, but it was just it was just good to see everybody again, get everybody in the same yeah. place and, you know, catch up with everyone. And I actually booked quite a few shows for 2023. So that's kind of nice. That's awesome. Yeah. What show, are there any new air that's shows great. coming about or everything is pretty, uh, you know, um, air shows that have been existing. There's a couple of new ones. There's one, um, down in Texas. Uh, I actually forget the name of the place, but it's close to, SpaceX down there. I don't think they've had a show there before, so that might be a new one. That's cool. Uh, oh, cool. There's a few new shows that, for me, that I haven't done before. Like I'm, I'm 
I'm actually going to come on and do Miramar this year. I've never done that before, so that'll be fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you are you going to do that show down? It's like a winter air show almost, I guess, down in, is it Guatemala? Um, you never did Cozumel? those, did you? Cozumel. El Salvador. Yeah, well, El Salvador. I've done, I've done Cozumel before. I've done El Salvador before. I've done um, British Virgin Islands and Dominican Republic. So, yeah, I mean, every now and then those come up and like invited down. They're a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun yeah. to get there, but they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah, barely, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 80 degrees in the winter no, time. Just... Speaking to a New Hampshire right. person, <laughs> it's yeah. worth it. <laughs> no, and it's certainly like I would imagine for from an air show geek standpoint, like doing something like that is is getting getting out of the lower 48 and doing a cool show like that. It's got to be a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, if there was um, like a a couple shows down there over the course of a few weeks, you could do that would financially be very worth it. But for like a one up yeah. here and there, it's fun. I mean, you, you finish in the black, not in the red, but it's just barely worth it financially. Sure. And I'm, I'm kind of just thinking, right? Yeah, Sorry, Jeff. Go you, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Now I was just thinking with the MX2. Now um, it's going to really open up your uh, your reach in air shows because you can you know, be coastal and not have to worry about really ferrying a plane across the country and, you know, booking shows more than two weeks out. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it comes to that, I can do it. Like I said, the, the MXS will still be primarily the show plane. Um, if I really get stuck, you know, I have the MX2 as a backup. I can do 99% yeah. of my show in it, but I mean, as close as they are to each other, they do feel slightly different, just seating position and, where you actually sit in your plane relative to the wing and stuff. So there are yeah. some slight differences. And if I'm going to be actually be doing a show, I'd rather have some consistency. Yeah. Well, it's no midwing. Makes sense. But... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> uh, probably what I have to see when I taxi. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> tease. What a tease. Anyway. Um, are you... Any thought on making, because your MXS isn't uh, IFR certified, but making the MX2 IFR certified and having that be a kind of a ferry or a uh, a lead to get you in and out of areas once you're no, able to take both it, on the road? No, they're, I mean, they're both equipped pretty well. So if I ever really got stuck in something, I could safely get out of it quite easily. But there's no backup to anything. So, you know, if the big yeah. screen says game over, it's really game over. There's nothing else to use. Yeah, it's, it's all there for backup. And I mean, the nice thing is I carry a ton of gas. So if I have to fly an extra couple hours and go around a big weather system, I get the gas to do it. So not that yeah. big of a deal. You know, that's the one thing about the MX2 in particular. And I don't, I'd love to, uh, are there fuel system differences between the MXS and MX2 in terms of capacity? No. So if you're talking a stock MXS and a stock MX2, it's, um, what was it, 57 gallons of gas, 20 in each wing and 17 in the header. Um, Which is already MX2, pretty high. Initially, the MX2 did have a quote-unquote long-range option, and uh, it was 30 in each wing. They just extended it out okay. a rib. Um, and then mine, I, I got a ton of gas. So I got actually 40 gallons in each wing and um, 17 in the header. So <laughs> oh I, got, I got 97 gallons of gas on both airplanes. Tanker. I mean, even the the standard <laughs> version is more than most aerobatic airplanes. I mean, you know, an extra is around fifty, right? With the with the uh, quote unquote extended tanks. 
Um, oh yeah, I mean, fifty-seven. I'm trying to think of like what else. The SC fifty-seven than... crews burning fifteen gallons an hour, doing two hundred miles an hour. You you can make some distance. That's <sighs> that's some serious range. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah, um, I was I was devastated to find out, and I found out the hard way that the midwing was a fifteen-gallon tank airplane, but it's placarded as twenty. And I was always used to twenty-gallon three hundred Ls, uh, so that was fun. But um, with twenty gallons, you know, it's pretty good in a three hundred L. But that still only gets you, yeah. I mean, like you're like slightly less than fifty, uh, if I remember correctly. Maybe, uh, I guess it depends on the acro tank, but maybe like fifty-one yeah. or fifty-two. But I can't think of anything over fifty-seven. And then shit, you're you're you said you're pushing ninety-seven. I have ninety-seven gallons. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did a I did a, um. That could you make it trans? I wonder if you could seriously make it transcon if the winds were right. Uh, I can make it with one fuel stop. So How I far could you get? I did a flight, um, I forget when, I think it was in October. I had my airplane out in California and I, I went from, um, Santa Paula. My first fuel stop was right on the, um, Oklahoma, Arkansas border. I missed That's... the, I missed Arkansas by like five miles. How much did you have reserved? I had seven gallons of gas left and it was, um, just in statue miles. It was just short of 1400 statue miles. Oh my God. Dang, dude. I had, That's crazy. I had about a 10 knot tail in the whole <laughs> That's yeah, not much. I, I, I wonder, like in the winter, if you had like a hundred knots on the tail, if you could get, oh. if you could make it. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't freeze first. If you didn't freeze first, yeah. yeah. If you could get like a hundred knots on the tail at like fifteen thousand feet and not freeze to death. Yeah, exactly. That'd be wild. <laughs> Mark, Mark will be doing like a trip in in his airline drive and just see a black MX shooting across. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Rob. Uh, Look at that. Good luck, buddy. Rob sucking on, <laughs> suck, suck on oxygen at freaking 25,000 feet. <laughs> Got icicles on his Pe- eyebrows. <laughs> Peeing in Gatorade bottles. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, oh, man. I mean, that's, yeah, you can't drink any coffee that day. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Found a large Red Bull, a large, a large, like, diet monster right before you hop in, like, 36 so, minutes later, you're dying. I'm itching to talk about this uh, six category because I really don't know too much. Yes. I need to be um, schooled on it a little bit. I know a little bit about it, but I wanted to ask you about it and, um, you know, find out well, more information. Well, there's nothing to know about it because there, there's no thing right now. I mean, there's no thing on the board. There's no agenda item or anything like that. It's just a, it's kind of a thought experiment right now and a, a conversation piece. So, you know, gotcha. I threw something Hold up on. I thought, I thought we were going it. on record. I thought we were going on record saying that it's official today. Of the six category. <laughs> no, no oh, don't hold me to that. that. We got to take that off Facebook. <laughs> Quick. <Yeah. laughs> Shit. All the press announcements. We got to cancel those. I just sent like 10 emails to the Acro Exploder saying official press release. <laughs> no, uh, Jim had men- mentioned something about it. On, I think it was on the Exploder somewhere. And then a couple of people made some comments. I just got thinking about it. I was like, you know, before we shoot this thing down, let's at least think about it and shoot holes in it and see what the pros are, the cons are. Maybe it's not worth doing at all. Maybe it's completely useless, but maybe there's something there to actually talk about. So I think I just, there is. I just wanted to get people talking and get some ideas and see if it's worth doing. I mean, can I tell you what I love most about it, Rob is sure. the idea that it's simply it's it, or the, I guess the notion that it's, it's an idea and there's no bias, no opinion, no agenda attached to it. It's, it's just, Hey, 
let's explore this. And yeah, I know it happens within the IAC all the time, but I can't remember the last major idea like this that was like a hey, let's let's just can we just talk? Let's just have a conversation. Exactly. Um, and I love that. I think I think that's a great. I think I think it's just great to have those kind of uh, um, meanings in the minds and getting different uh, different opinions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I didn't. I, was, I tried really hard not to mislead anybody. Like I said, it's not it's not like a board agenda item or anything like that. It's just let's just get people talking. If enough people are talking about it, right, and we kind of come to the conclusion that you know there's some validity to this, then we can start exploring it because it obviously it'd have to be a lot of work that goes into it. Like, what are the rules? How many take going to be? What kind of figures can you have? You know, everything that goes into it. And then now you're actually adding another category to a sequence and some smaller contests don't have the personnel to cover it. So what do you do about that? So there, there's a lot to talk about. Um, they're not all pros. There are some cons. So I got a, uh, if the pros outweigh the cons, it might be a good idea. And if vice versa, maybe it's not a good idea. So let me put you on the spot then. If you're pro, let's say for argument's sake right now, you're pro putting in a six category. Would you, because you've been on the record in a prior FCS episode of saying that you you love that you like boundaries, but would you get rid of use those boundary judges or get rid of boundaries to pick up the staffing to get a six category? Ooh, oh, that's snap. a good. Well, one. I mean, oh, how, ma- how many? <laughs> yeah. How often are the boundary judges actual judges? It's usually like having judging staff. That's the hard part. Well, the, well, technically speaking, if they're boundary judges, they are judges, right? It's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> so are you making an argument that boundary judges aren't really boundary judges? <laughs> no, I'm not making that oh. argument at all. <laughs> we might have to edit that one out. <laughs> what you're saying is... <laughs> I was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> well, first no, off, Rob, I mean, how, um, how, how, what has your thoughts been on it so far overall? I mean, not even, not even uh, putting an opinion on it uh, uh, yourself, but the feedback. What have you? How have you thought? Um, what have you thought about uh, the feedback that the discussion has gotten so far? Um. I thought it's good. I think, I mean, it's all valid, right? I mean, people's opinions are not valid. Um, they Only the ones that are wrong. Reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of concern about, um, you know, the behind the scenes stuff to make that happen. Uh, staffing and paperwork yeah. and all that. And, you know, I, I, I haven't run that part of a contest. I can't comment that much on it you know i i show up and i usually help assist judge and i fly so you know my hat's off to people actually put on the contest like i don't even know how they do it it's crazy um it is and like thank thank god they're there yeah and when people complain about like contests that don't like um help out a contest it's like dude like when when people were riding on nationals a little bit and then they're the ones that just show up and fly and, and don't volunteer. It's like, can't like you, all you have to do is show up in your airplane and pay some money and you're going to bitch like, stop. Like these people are putting in days and, and weeks and months prior to you being there. So you could just show up and have fun and you're going to like knock the contest. Like, give me a break. Yep. But you know what? Maybe there's ways to make it easier. Maybe, um, 
for lack of better terms, maybe you have like this class one competition and class two competition. Maybe class one competition is like primary through whatever the third category is. We'll call it sportsman plus or intermediate or whatever you want to call it. And then maybe category two contest is like that next level intermediate through unlimited. And if you're a small contest, maybe you only have a class one contest or you only have a class two contest. Or if you're, I don't know, a Borrego and you have 50 people showing up and all the volunteers, maybe you have a class one and two combined contest. Yeah. So I think it, I think it makes options beyond just the, um, you know, adding a sixth category. I think it kind of opens the door for a, a whole lot of stuff that, I mean, it might be advantageous and it might not, but it, we don't know unless it we It certainly makes the environment more dynamic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And, but it's, you know, so- the, the biggest tug of war in this sport to me always seems to be intermediate. I mean, primary is primary sportsman kind of is what it is. Sandbaggers. Um, advance is advance. Unlimited is, it's hard, but it's supposed to be. But intermediate is always seems to be what the struggle is. People don't want snaps. They want the cathalons. They want snaps. They want a closer advance. So it's not as much of a stepping stone. So it's always getting pulled left or pulled right. Yeah. And never quite in the middle. So what if you just split it in half and, made each step from sportsman to whatever that third category to whatever that fourth category advanced equal steps. Yeah. You know, it, it makes you, sense to me. It, it absolutely makes sense. Cause there seems to be, there's the people are not, the masses are not arguing about a figure being added or removed from advanced or unlimited like they are in intermediate. Exactly. Like there's exactly. not the discussion of uh, uh, the, the polarizing changes to a, a a category really seemed to exist in intermediate. At least that's the last yeah. several years I, I can remember. That's absolutely. What yeah. most people haven't, what people haven't seemed to acknowledge is, you know, there's, there's, and I put this in my post, but there's arguments that there shouldn't be snaps. It should be easier. The Cathlon should be able to fly intermediate. And there's the arguments that should have snap rolls. It should be a little more difficult. It should be a better stepping stone for advance. And neither of those arguments are wrong. They're both right. Right? I mean, you can't say one is wrong and one is right, but they're both right. But how do you do that yeah. with one category? And right, I you can't have it both ways. I don't ways. know if you can. Yeah. So, yeah, there does need to be a small gap between whatever that category is in advance. And yeah, there should be someplace else for someone in decathlon to go where they can fly a free and an unknown and have a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah. So, well, and and the idea that like a, a 150 horsepower decathlon needs to fly the figure or the sequence. I mean, in, in my mind, if, if we advance aircraft and technology, which it is, whether we like it or not, aircraft are advancing more monoplanes, carbon fiber, all that stuff are, are entering into the equation. These airplanes are becoming antiquated. I mean, there's no way to argue that a 150 horsepower decathlon is antiquated or it's not antiquated. It's absolutely antiquated. I mean, especially when you look at, you know, an extreme decathlon, I think it's I think it's broached four hundred grand. A, an eight K cab is three hundred and fifty grand. You know, the cost of new airplanes are, are high, but when you compare, if you're in the market for a new airplane, I, I don't know that those are going to be selling in great numbers for an aerobatic competitor like, you know, an MXS would, or an MX two would, or some of these other airplanes would. So, as you start seeing these airplanes age out, I mean, look at the S one. We're seeing these airplanes straight up age out. You know. S1s are, are barn finds and, and hangar um, projects by and large now, unless they're $90,000 flyable S1Ss or S1Ts. So yeah, I, but you know it's what? Like, I mean, how do you every, move? 
every every sport needs a needs an area that one is just fun, two is kind of a breeding ground, a place where you can cut your teeth or get better or, or whatever. I mean, even in car racing, there's like vintage car racing, right? And there's open wheel stuff, and so there 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 is stuff out there like that. And I, you know, I I don't want to leave people out. There are a lot of 150 horse decathlons, a lot of S1s, there's a lot of airplanes out there yeah. like that. We don't want to. We don't want to prevent those people from flying, but at the same time, if someone does have a high performance airplane and they are advancing and they are, you know, progressing up the ranks, we don't want to make it boring for them so that they drop out too. You know, you gotta, you gotta try to keep both sides entertained and happy and challenged. Yeah. So that's, that's why well, I, and- personally, I think, I mean, and again, I'm not married to the idea, but I think a six category could do a lot for the for the sport in general. I think it could. I I think Jeff and I, you Jeff you we've talked about doing so, uh, or the idea of something like that, right? Not and I'm not it's not to steal thunder at all. It's just it's more of like these bridging these gaps. Like I'm still shocked that we can't get a vintage category or or vintage contests going in in the United States with any any kind of legs. I mean, there's so many elements to fun aerobatic contest flying that seem to seem to, I don't know. And they're not yeah. being highlighted or people are not interested in, in seeing it happen. I mean, I think somebody, there was a vintage aerobatic discussion on the aerobatic pilots page and I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm rem- remembering it wrong, but it got a lot of heat. People were just not I into think, it. I, well, I think a lot of people are actually interested in flying it. I don't think a lot of people are interested in putting it on. Yeah. It's, it's really well, two different yeah. things. I think I think if you yeah, found that people fair. are motivated and were confident and, and knew how to put on a competition like that, people would show up and fly it. And I, I gotta be so, honest, yeah. it just it seems like it's whether it's with what we're talking about with the sixth category or um you know, having another something different anything different in the IAC from the past thirty years that's being presented right now seems to be like a fight. Like Half the people want it and the yeah. other half don't want it. And like, I think it's time and I hope people don't hate me for saying this, but the IAC needs a change. It needs a facelift um, and it needs to try something different. And, you know, something, I mean, it's not a six category isn't to, to piss off the registrar. Like nobody's doing things like, Oh, what could we do to piss off contest? You know, people who run contests like all this. No, it's, it's to gain membership. It's to give people something different because if you're flying sportsman your whole life after 10 years, um, and if intermediate's too hard for say, because of what Rob was saying, like with snaps or whatever, but if there's a, a, a little bit less K of a sequence and there's like a intermediate plus that you don't have to do, you could do the lower intermediate then it gives something something for somebody in the sportsman to move up and try to do because they're going to get bored and leave. So I think what the uh, board, well, what people are suggesting on the acro exploder or all these ideas, it's I think it's proactive and people are taking it like they're immediately just being like, oh, just, they just don't know. And it's like, of course, we know it's going to be more work for for the board in the beginning. But like, you know, like sometimes you got to put, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Well, I mean. Sport is sport is filled with traditionalists, right? And I'm I'm one of them. I mean, I, I I look at the traditionary thing, and I think it's really cool, and I like doing things the way they were. But um, you need to kind of honor the past to grow the future. So, and we do need to grow the future if we want to keep this thing going and, and keep more people engaged. And, yeah. You know that quote I 
heard from Mike Gooley, and I don't know where he got it, but I think it's brilliant. It's, if we've always done it the same way, how do we know it's the best way? Ooh, it might be. That's a great quote. Yeah. Mike said that? The Don? He, he, he said it to me once. I don't know where he got it from. Maybe he's a genius. He made it himself. I don't know. He just probably made that. He was just like, you know, just just off the top of the head, you know. Just combing that's, a, his that's a great oily hair. Yeah. <laughs> just looking put, in the mirror. The, the, the third hair product in his hair, fingering his hair, you know. And yeah, just spitting out just, lines. You know what? I'm just going to drop this bomb right now. You know what, Bobby? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's Bob, so let me cool, tell you man. Something. He is so cool. How did he do at the board? How was the he t- at the board meeting? Yes, I'm so glad you asked that. I really wanted Mark. To, are we? Yes. We're like on the same head, right? This has been. We are just mm, love you. We're we're on, we're on the same same wavelength. Uh, he was awesome. I mean, I mean, honestly, everybody there was. I mean, Gullion was great. Um, it, I mean, I thought it was a, a really good board meeting. Um, everybody was professional. Everyone had their time to talk. Everyone said their piece. Everyone said their concerns and their thoughts and. Everybody voted accordingly to how they felt on stuff. So, and we picked up uh, oh, David Martin. Yeah, yeah, we got two new board members. So, David Martin, that's amazing. Board director, which is awesome. I mean, he's got a long history in the sport and brings some really good knowledge, and um, yeah, he'll be great. And we got Craig Gifford, who I'm actually awesome. pretty excited about. Um, you know, he's got a really strong business background, and yeah, I he think, is. I no think slouch. bringing that into the board will be quite helpful. So, yeah, I'm excited. Those are, that, those those are two great pickups. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fantasy really draft. And, like, you just pick two number one Kinda, picks. Yeah. Like, somebody just traded you something, and you were like, I'll take your number one picks. Dave Martin, yeah. Gary Gifford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. They're great. I can't, I can't wait to work on them. That's awesome that Dave is getting involved in that way. I, I really – that's and Mike. that's really cool. He is. I mean, Dave's a pretty – He's a pretty quiet guy. Like he only speaks if he really has something to say, and when he has something to say, yeah. it's worth listening to. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really glad he's there. Yeah, he, um, he brings a lot of knowledge and a really good perspective on everything. I heard he's a an incredible historian of the IAC and anything aerobatics. Oh, he's amazing. I mean, like knows a lot. Forget about the fact that he's just an incredible pilot. Um, yeah, legend. But, but yeah. And he, I mean, and he'll fly anything he get his hands on, and fly it really, really well. So that's amazing. I, I would love to talk to him more. I've talked to him at Reno a few times over the years. He's he's a really nice guy. Really, really nice guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. You ever see him fly the Booker at Oshkosh? No. I saw a video. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. He's he's he is one of those pilots that. It doesn't really matter what he's flying. If you're two miles away and you see him off in the distance, you know it's him. He just has his own style. He has that thing, that it. Yeah. He's incredibly smooth. Incredibly smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Great Um, pilot. So are we done with six category talk? Because I... uh, No, I have one more question. Go for it. Yeah. Um, And and Rob, I don't mean this to be polarizing. I'm I'm genuinely curious um, because of your position in the ISC being vice president. Um have you and Jim talked about this and do you guys feel an onus on um, yourselves uh, as not, not personally as representatives of the IAC, but um, 
bringing the IAC in and having the onus be on the IAC a little bit in um, supporting a six category if it were to be brought in? Like, what ha, have you guys thought about that far ahead in terms of what kind of support the IAC would give to its chapters and regions in terms of being able to implement a six category? Not really. I mean, Jim and I have mentioned it a few times in passing. Um, he mentioned it a while back and I didn't really think much of it. And then, like I said, I saw him mention it in a post. I can't remember what the post was. And I saw a couple of people kind of, I don't know what their comments were, but it just, it, that kind of sparked me off really thinking about it. So, you know, I really want to stress, this is not an IEC agenda item right now. You know, this is not in front of the board. Um, Idea phase. Was, but, you know, before anything like this goes in front of the board for a vote, there really needs to be a solid plan. And, yeah. you know, like I said, like what are resting figures are, can you use? What are the unknowns like? What, you know, what is the structure? And so if you split an intermediate in two, now you get two categories that you actually have to worry about. What's the structure of one and what's the structure of the other? And how, you know, so there's a lot that would have to go into it. So it's, it's really just a, it's a thought exercise right now. And it's, it's great to get everybody's feedback on it. Yeah. Well, and it's and, not, it's not like creating, um, super unlimited to where like, uh, the, the attendance would be very like extremely low, right? Uh, unlimited in, I mean, depending on the region, but by and large, I would say, uh, and you can correct me is a lower attended, um, category. Uh, and then sometimes mm-hmm. not even attended category, depending on the contest. Yeah, most, um, I was going to say, it, I didn't want to interrupt you, but like I was going to say most contests only run four categories anyway, because nobody shows up for unlimited and most contests. Yeah. 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 You so, know, so like, if what's you're the difference? Adding, if you're adding that sixth category, I mean, what you're, I mean, if you're not adding super unlimited, you're adding another category effectively to the busiest, uh, <laughs> the busiest portion of, uh, contest flying. I mean, it'd be, it'll be another extremely well attended category. So there's that issue too. Is this not well, like adding a category where two people will fly it? It's a big category. And hopefully you can attract even more people there. I mean, how many people don't fly intermediate because they do fly a decathlon or they do fly a, yeah. a great lake. So whatever it is, and they just plane doesn't quite have the performance for the category to be competitive. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it does attract more people into it or, you know, to, to play the con, I think it does. maybe it, maybe it, Dumbs down, not dumbs down. Maybe you take enough people away from each that each category becomes really small. Who knows? I mean, it's you got to look at it both sides and be realistic about it. But even uh, retainage, I mean, you have people that have been in the sport for 20 years and you know, and they're not going to go past intermediate, whether it's airplane ability or just you know, physical ability or or whatever. So changing it up a little bit and and giving them something new to try is is going to keep them in the sport. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I mean, you know, there's countries that are much smaller than us that have more categories than us and they, they have quite a bit of an attendance. So granted that, you know, there are countries it's easier to travel around because they're smaller, get people there, but I don't know. I, I think it's my gut try. feeling, and I could be wrong, is that if you came up with a sixth category and you made something that was a little closer to the sportsman when I you fly a free and an unknown, there's no snap rolls, it's decathlon friendly then you have a category above that where you introduce snap rolls um really light negative stuff like maybe outside turns or whatnot that gets you a little bit closer advanced i personally i think that'd be good and then like i said if you could break up 
um, contest. So it's like, this contest is just the first three categories. This contest is the last three categories. This contest is pretty big. We're going to hold all six categories. You can, you know, the sanctioning will allow you to choose what you want to do for your contest. I, I think that adds a bunch of flexibility. I, I do too. Cool. And I also don't see it. Um, I don't see if this decision were to be implemented, I don't see people leaving the sport because of it. So that in that regard, it's a good, you know what I mean? It's, like how, how polarized against this topic could you be where you're like, I'm quitting the IAC. Like, it's not one of yeah. those, at least, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe there's people out there that are like, if this happens <laughs> fucking from my cold dead hands, you know, I don't know. No. <laughs> like, um, but, but I can't, I'm it doesn't, not- doesn't feel like one of those topics. Yeah. I mean, you, you really have to think of it beyond the, the pilot side of it too. Right. So on the volunteer side of it, if, um, you know, if you could break it up, so it's just like the first three categories. Okay. So volunteer wise, that's technically not any harder than hosting a whole contest. It might be actually be easier, but usually a lot of the judges come from the upper categories. So maybe you'll, you'll lack in judges in some of the contests. I, I don't know. So, I mean, you really have to, you can't just really assume anything. You really have to play devil's advocate. And, um, you know, like I said, the hardest part of a contest is putting it on. And sure. those amazing people are volunteering and come out of the woodworks to make it work. So you can't stress them out either. But if it's not, if, and it's a big if, it's not going to add a lot of work and it's going to be relatively the same or maybe easier, it might be worth looking into. Yeah. Might be worth it. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I'm on board with that. Of course you're on. All right, so you heard it here, guys. It's it's a done deal. We we ruled on it, and uh, expect the sixth category in 2022. I, I love that. You've, Mar- been, you've been around. You've been around this for a while. You've done a lot of content. What do you think? So, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to direct that question to Mark because of his Uber experience and contest. Um, I've, got a, I've, got, I've got a lot of a lot of notches on the old belt. No, I think it's um, so. I do want to talk about when that whole thing came up with intermediate and not having a snap roll, it kind of feeds into this. And I didn't, I voted against the snap roll, but I didn't, when I said that, I didn't mean for it to continually go away year after year after year. I wanted it to go away for one year because I think that would give people in sportsmen a chance to step up and try intermediate because, you know, like we're talking about, sometimes it's a little too much for either their airplane or them. And having an intermediate category basically whacked in half where it's, you know, um, less stress on less stress physically and, and on the air on the structure and then having like an intermediate plus category, I think, you know, you'll see that huge field of sportsmen get smaller and, and you'll see, you know, them ascend into, um, the intermediate category and they might like it or they might try it and then drop back down to sportsmen. But, you know, I just think it's it's an opportunity for them to try it, and it's something new. Like the IEC, as and I'm never going to leave, and I love it to death, and and I hope <clears throat> I hope I don't sound like a jerk, but it, it needs it you know it, it needs a paint job almost. You know, it's 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 a little stagnant. You know, it needs to get back to being fun or or maybe something new in it. And I think any ideas are are, are worth talking about. And I think having a sixth category that's proven itself, you know, in Europe. It is a good idea, um, you know, given there's a lot of like what you said, Rob, like there's a lot of ifs and this and that. But um, I think out of some of the other um, like somebody wanted to get rid of the metric system. That was one of the rules in the IAC. 
Like, I think it's worth talking about. I think it's worth talking about a six category as opposed to meters and feet. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm on board with you, man. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and, um, you know, I don't, I think the first year, yeah, it's going to be some, there's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be a lot of paperwork in the beginning, but you know, if you can, if people can have some foresight and see what it could be in, in three or four years in long term, um, I think that th- there's a lot of positives to, uh, to gain from it. And, you know, I don't know if you remember, Rob, when you were at sportsman going intermediate, but when I was in sportsman going intermediate, my first intermediate contest, it was like, it was a lot, you know, you had an unknown, obviously, and now you're dealing with rollers and, and snaps, you know, it's, it's a big category jump. I think it might even be bigger than intermediate to advance. I don't know. Um, what do you think? It could be. Um, I did exactly what I wasn't supposed to. I flew two categories of sportsmen that I went to advance and never flew intermediate. So, um, <laughs> of course, you humble did. brag. Can you drop yeah, down to intermediate I, and just win that title as well, please? <laughs> yeah, you, I think yeah, just once, yeah. Just once. yeah. But no, but I mean, I mean, but you can see it. It's like if you look at the if you look at the intermediate sequence last year, right? Just take the known, and then you take the known for the advanced. That's a huge step. Yeah. Right. I mean that that intermediate known was basically a it was it was a sportsman plus. It was a it super sportsman category, yeah. and. It's it served a purpose and it was good for low performer aircraft to be able to move up and do it, but it, it didn't help the people at the higher end of that category trying to move on to the next step. So uh, I think when you only have one category there, every anytime you try to appease and help one group of pilots or airplanes, you're taken away from the other side. And then when yeah. you try to help that side, you're taken away from the lower side. So it's it's tough. Like I said, both you hit both arguments, and they're not either, neither side is wrong, and that's but, that's but what I the do, hard part is. So if, they, if they're both right, how do you how do you fix? Yeah, it? but I I think that I think that people are not really focusing on on whether it's your idea or somebody's new ideas. On I think what you guys want to do is is increase contents contest attendance because I've been to a contest with very few people that attend, and it's kind of shitty. Not shitty, but like it's it's not as like there's not a lot of excitement around. And then you go to some of these larger contests, and it's it's awesome. You know, you meet all these people, you see some really great flying. There's action. It's it's really cool. And you know, I think any idea that people are throwing out that has value that can increase contest attendance is 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 something great um, because that's that's what it's all about is having fun at these regionals. Yeah. And yeah, the flip side of it is that you can get a waiver to hold almost any kind of contest you want, right? I mean, if somebody wants to do a pits-only contest, they can do it. If they want to do a decathlon-only contest, they can do it. If they want to do a one-day contest, they can do it. Um, people talk about it all the time. And there are some people that do contests like that, but not many. You know, more people talk about wanting to do it than actually do it. Yeah. Just get out there and do it and take notes and tell the rest of us how you did it so we can do it too. Mark, on a scale of 1 to 10, how pissed off would biplane pilots be if we had an extra only contest <laughs> uh, very rob would be pissed rob's a biplane guy we he told us that before i am a biplane guy <laughs> yeah. i love biplane he he flew a real biplane though he flew an ultimate you know not none of that pits bullshit 
that's where it puts Stalsa. Queen S two C. That is bungee, true. That is true. Bungee gear bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff your bungees in a sack. I love. I would love to see contests like that. Just from a just from a a fun geek standpoint. Like I I would that would be cool. Yeah. TC, you know, specialized contests like that. One day contests, pits only, decathlon only, extra only. I, I think that's that stuff's kind of cool. There's just the infrastructure. I, yeah, I I can only imagine. I mean, why not? All the volunteers I mean, and in the car world, they have type clubs, right? Yeah, we'll have yeah, the uh, absolutely the fly cool shit. So why, why can we, five two six only contest? <laughs> well, you have to do something there. You have more than two of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, there, there's all, absolutely all that kind of stuff. I, I would love to see that. It'd be yeah. super fun. There's, there's, there's no reason not look at other sports too and see some of the things that they do that are successful. Like I said, like in the car world, they have type clubs. They have like yeah. Camaros only or whatever it is. And oh yeah, races. Porsche Club of America. Like, I don't. Subarus. I don't think you could hold like thirteen pits contests throughout the country, but you could probably hold like one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. I'll be totally. honest. You probably get a pretty good attendance. You know what got real? Absolutely. You know what got a lot of attraction was when not a lot of people know about this. Obviously, Rob's going to know about this, but when uh, Rob and Mike were going to have a contest in the Northeast and they were both going to fly decathlons, I think having events like that where you get these, you know, not to to blow up your head here, Rob, but you get these superstars um, that, you know, where it's not obviously you guys are very competitive. I get it. But. Um, but it's more for the fun side of thing and, and to help the sport out where you, where you do these, you know, quote unquote, Mike Gooley and Rob Holland decathlon contests. And, you know, you can have it wherever and people could show up, you know, or whatever, just fun stuff like that, that people are into. Cause, um, you know, we're all fans. I'd say a hundred bucks for the, uh, the, the pay-per-view. Yeah. No, really. It's it was I'm, that got I'm so serious. much traction. Do you remember that, Mark? And you're on the West Coast. Yes. Yes. You do? Yeah, I absolutely remember it. I'd anytime really remember. <laughs> anytime hearing hearing that kind of stuff, I remember hearing when Rob was gonna fly fly Great Lakes at I think at Borrego. Like anytime there's like some snippet of a rumor of some high level flyer doing stuff like that, or legends battling each other, or Anything to that nature. I mean, it gets that gets more attention than anything. Everybody yeah. talks about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Oh my god! I know, I know, Rob would be into it, but we got to get the Don, you know, to yeah. uh, to do it. Get Patty to do it. People would pay good money. Would Patty do it? I don't see why she wouldn't. Well, she wouldn't come on our podcast, so. <laughs> there's, oh, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's ever going to come on our podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. Not now. I'll lay a uh, hundred one odds on that one. Yeah. Uh, well. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you want to compete against? Rob, Rob, who would you want to compete against in the decathlon? In, in, in like this kind of circ- what we're talking about. Besides the Don. Matt, Ch- Matt Chapman. Oh my God. You're right. Oh my God. Dude. Oh. That would be so yeah, much. Matt fun. Chapman, Goulian, you, David Martin. No, just Rob and Matt. We'll do like so just, a, um, just just face off celebrity death match. 
No, we're going to do like pay-per-view boxing. You know, like Tyson was always the last fight. That would be okay. like Holland and okay. Chapman. Then we can do like, um, I don't know who would be like, who's sportsman intermediate. That's we could do like Corey Jarulis versus Macho with the broken midwing. <laughs> so you got to make it. <laughs> you got to make it really interesting. Like have Dave bring his booker. We all get, you know, me and Chapman get to play the booker in the contest. against. Oh my team. God. Yes. That would and be so much fun. You guys have like five so minutes. Much fun. You have to do like twenty push-ups, hand start the buker, and fly a full sequence and land. <laughs> <laughs> spin, spin around a broomstick twenty times and then yeah. <laughs> hop in. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll do something fun. Uh, but who would be like? Who would be like the? Uh, you know, like comedians have like the uh, crowd, like a fluffer. <laughs> a fluffer. <laughs> Mark. Oh my God! There yes, go. Mark versus Mark himself. <laughs> He'll still lose. Just yeah, <laughs> just that that clap, that gesture that comes in. Yeah, makes people laugh in between acts. Yeah, totally. Look at my shitty flying. Yeah, exactly. people would leave. Where'd everybody go? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys going? Get the hook. <laughs> Show's not over. <laughs> Oh that would be gosh. so much fun. Would would David Martin fly the Booker like that? I mean, would he fly a contest like that? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's an air show in it. I mean, it's got the original engine. So, oh my so, god, that's crazy! That's so crazy, Pretty classic airplane. Yeah, yeah, Matt Chapman, he's the man. He really is so cool. That's what is the original engine? This is a Gypsy. No, it's um, it's a radial engine. I, I forget which one it actually is. The, the single seat Booker. Oh yeah, I can never remember like Youngman versus Youngmeister, right? Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've never flown a single seat. I've always wanted to. I've flown a two seater a few times. It's it flies exactly the way you'd want an airplane to fly. It's really, really. I, nice. I hear they're all. In, I just hear they're freaking incredible. How did they get it so right? I don't know. So you get in it, and you just move the controls around when you're flying, and go. Oh, that's how it's supposed to feel. Okay, I get it now. It's just wow. really nice. Yeah. So where would said contest occur? Holland v. Chapman. Hmm. I guess in the Northeast, right? Have it at Oshkosh. Have the crowd be the judge. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You are, this Could is where you're the vice president. We, you should be the president. This, screw Jim Burke. Kick him out. Can we? <laughs> no, I don't want his job. Wait, no. can we? How do you do that when the president gets replaced by the VP? What does that have to go to the like, Senate? Impeach him. I bet you the, Impeach I bet you everybody in the Midwest would vote for you to get Jim Burke off right now. <laughs> just send a feeler out on the Exploder. Hey, hey, just this is not an IAC agenda. Just getting a feeler. Just poor, you know, I, ideas love, out there. I happen to really like Jim Burke, but like every time the guy puts a message out, everybody like is so quick to attack him. And I'm like, this poor guy is just like trying to do right here and like work with the IAC and everybody. Some people are just like, will be like, hey, guys, like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do this, this and this positive or whatever. I want to do this for your IAC. And they're like, screw you. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. It's fucked up. We love you, Jim. You. Hang in there, it's man. Like telling, <laughs> tell me you hate somebody without telling me you hate somebody. Oh, this yeah. is a good idea. I hate it just because Jim Burke said it. Yeah, pretty much. Guys, brilliant. It's kind of crazy. You know, I mean, like Jim and I, we, we definitely don't agree on everything, right? But overall, I think he's doing a pretty good job. 
I mean, National Athletics Day and get your start. And I mean, he's actually, he's actually hands-on and he's actually doing stuff and trying to make a difference. Yeah. So I, I think more power to him. I think he's doing great. Yeah, I, I think, think he's he, done more in that position than a lot of other past presidents have done together. Yeah, and it's only been two yeah, years. I agree. Two years. There, it hasn't even been two years yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, sorry. Yeah, Oshkosh would be great. Um, a celebrity judges panel consisting of uh, the some board members: Gulian, Martin. Um, obviously, Martin. You could do a Sun and Fun Oshkosh thing. We like Sun and Fun is the the. The contest, and then Oshkosh is like the rematch. Yeah. Oh man, I like this a lot. I like this idea a lot. I I loved. I don't like. I love this idea. Yeah. I mean, the only problem is that I mean, it's not really a problem. You'd have to design a sequence that was only on the um the x axis because you couldn't do y axis stuff with the crowd there. Yeah. Well, what what mm-hmm. is yeah. Chapman's least favorite maneuver? <laughs> Anything negative. Anything negative, right? Love it. <laughs> Negative entry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anything negative or anything entire... over? I don't know. I don't think Gulian would. Well, yeah. I think Gulian likes you guys equally. If anything, Gulian's going to like you better, um, Rob, because like he, he was, he had some nasty things to say about Chapman on the podcast. Nasty. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Matt would not like him on the judges panel. No. That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I mean, maybe just the we'll... hair talk alone would be, yeah. you know, be a lot of shit talking. <laughs> There's so many names I want to throw out on the judges panel, but it's just going to get us into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> put, uh, put Gene Susie on the judges panel. Oh, my. Perfect. Perfect. And he also needs to be in one of these rounds of, uh, uh, you know, down the road. He's oh, another one. We might look, just hand it to him. We might as well not show up. Yeah. Dude, he's, <laughs> he is the he's, shit. He's awesome. Is he still flying in 2022? Is he still doing shows? Um, He will still do shows. He hasn't because of the COVID stuff. Okay. Um, he's, yeah. Yeah, but he'll, he'll be back. I love it. He is. God, what a freaking legend, man. I'm just thinking of like other things that would be cool. What if they took the... Bud Light Laser 230 out of the Smithsonian, and that got flown at air shows. How cool would that be? Honestly, I don't know that I'd be happy about that. Really? You want to see it hanging instead of flying? It wouldn't be Leo flying it. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Bad idea. Yeah, totally. Yeah, bad idea. Now, now you want to uh, get Leo out of the ground. And somehow, you know, Remote go that angle. Him, put some servos in. His yeah, arms. I'm, I'll start. I'm, I'll start entertaining it. I'll go fund that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got. I would. I, there's. So I. W- if I had a time machine, on my. I. I don't know if seeing Leo fly would be number one. Would you taxidermy Leo? Would probably be my top five. I'd probably <laughs> go back and like bet on some World Series and become a trillionaire. But like number three would be see Leo fly an air show. And then buy a midwing, become a trillionaire. And buy, and buy the same midwing in 97. I only saw him fly once, and it was incredible. I'm jealous. Yep. Yeah. I, saw, I saw him fly at a Oshkosh a long time ago, and it was 
it just never stopped. I mean, the second the wheels left the ground, there was something happening until the wheels were back on the ground. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the, it's one of the more outrageous air shows. Like, I feel like people, like if you talk about high energy acts, I don't know that it gets higher energy than that. Yeah. And he's in a four oh. banger. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. wild. Yeah. And inside of that wing looked like Swiss cheese. There was so much tough cut out of it for weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard he was way, like, 10 pounds is nuts. Yeah, he's a crazy weight guy, I heard. Shaving sl- cylinder uh cylinder heads and or um cylinders and like um yeah, the cooling fins on the them. covers, the cooling fins down and yeah. Well, I don't know this for a fact, but I heard they had to rebuild the wings in that thing every single year. I mean, how many monoplanes do you have to rebuild wings every year? <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pit stuff. Yeah. That's I love it, yeah, though. that's crazy. Obsessed. I believe it. I would love to know what what he pulled and pushed at a given show all year round. I mean, I bet those wings were trashed at the end of the year. I think it was just the the first pull just going fast. But after a while, you know, it didn't have a ton of horsepower, but the first pull had to be like nuts. (laughs) Yeah, I guess at some point you can't you can't get the energy high enough. But like he, he really did. Toss that thing. It just goes oh, yeah. to show you yeah, all the best pilots the come from the East Coast. Yeah. You know, we, we've we talked about this on the, <laughs> on the podcast before. That In fact, it might have been with Goulian or even with Chapman for that matter. There is – or maybe – shit, maybe with you, Rob, because it seems like all the top <laughs> aerobatic guys that we have on are from the East Coast. But um, <laughs> yeah. there, there is something in that, dude. There is something to that. Oh, my God. I mean, you certainly have. A, there's a lot of amazing legends that have come from the West Coast, but the East Coast Name pumps them. them out. Name them. West Coast legends. Sean Tucker plural. for sure. Sh- Sean Tucker for sure. Um, Wayne. I would say Eddie Andrini. Wayne Hanley. I, although Eddie Andrini is not an aerobatic legend, um, he's just other legend. But uh, Wayne Hanley Steve for And- sure. Steve Andelin. Um, okay. Right. All right. Kirby. Um, Steve Andelin won nationals. What right? year? When? I don't know. Uh, I think yeah, back in like Kirby's an Arizona guy. He was, was in the 90s. Yeah, like 99 or something like that, I think. he In a borrowed airplane, too. That's hardcore. Um, who else we got? Um, uh Oh, I'm blanking on some names here. Um, oh, what's speaking of West Coast people, I saw something on Facebook, um, and I know you train her, Rob, but is Britt Lincoln flying air shows now? Or Mark, maybe you know your friends with her. Um, I, I don't know. Everybody's um, silent. I, she, she, uh, she, I don't wanna, think she's flying air shows now. I don't think she has her sack card. I think I think that's uh, something she's aspiring to. That's all. That, honestly, that's all I know. I, I haven't. Um, I haven't, I, I talked to her a little bit after ICAST cause I, I saw the pictures I was like, Oh, like, yeah, it's cool that you're at ICAST and, and kind of just, uh, talked to her about the angle of like, um, and we've talked about this a few times before of like having like a kind of a roadmap to becoming an air show pilot. Um, and Brad Worson's a good example of like not fitting the mold in terms of following that, that typical roadmap to become an air show pilot. And mm-hmm. so I, when Britt and I were chatting, I was like, are you just, are you just there to like, you know, show face and with the hopes of, you know, eventually once you get your sat card and book air shows and, 
you people can put a face to the name and book it. And I, I think that's essentially what she was doing. Rob can correct me. Um, but I think yeah, that's I think essentially so. what I mean, she, she was doing. She doesn't have a sack card right now, so she's not going to be doing air shows yeah. time super soon. But I mean, there's, there's no, nothing wrong with getting your name out there and talking to people. No. And, you know, trying to find the right path. Yeah. I thought that was exciting Rocky to Hill. see that. That's who I was thinking of. I can't believe it took me that long. Sorry. <laughs> we don't care. Rocky Hill's another one. <laughs> I'm back on Legends from the West Coast. Rocky Hill. That's how Rocky Hill that. We are good pilots. Vicky. <laughs> well, Vic, Vicky Cruz, she was from out there, wasn't she? Vicky Cruz? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Sammy Mason? Sammy. Not a legend yet, but a phenomenal pilot. Phenomenal aerobatic pilot. Actually, he is kind of legendary. I'm a fan. That edge pretty good. He's flying sick. Hell yeah. I I hope he comes back to to competitions. Did you you talk to him? Because I know you were in Santa Paula with him. Um, Did you talk to him about coming back to competition? And I know that obviously goes without saying that Nationals was pretty interesting this year and that turned off some people, but. Um, Drama free and went off about a hitch. How do we uh, how do we get him back to uh, IEC? No, I mean we didn't really talk a lot about it. I watched him practice a little bit. And he was practicing some of the, um, I think he was practicing the parts of the unlimited known and whatnot. But um, it'd be great if he came back. I think that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, more uh, more competitors. There was a big field this year in unlimited too, which was really exciting. Yeah, it was fun. Unfortunately, I think they're like they're, you know, Celebrity couldn't fly, so it did drop down a little bit. But poor Celebrity, yeah, like, good. what does he have? A black cloud following him? <laughs> God, that sucks. It was like like less I than know. a week, right? Lost the prop. Yeah, less than a week. I, I mean, God, obviously the, the nicest guy ever, too. Yeah, such a bummer. I, just, I was yeah. excited because he trains a lot. Um, and in the wintertime, and it's cold up here. I don't <laughs> try in that kind of weather. Um, <clears throat> but he, yeah, he puts the work, you know, he puts so much time and effort into it to see something like that happen. This sucks. Poor Mike, we love you and your hair, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Love well, next hair. year. Hopefully, we'll have a really big category in uh, 2022. Yeah. Hey, did uh, <clears throat> from Nationals, you know, on a positive note, any. Um, who, what was your biggest takeaway from Nationals as far as some of the lower category competitors, maybe in, from intermediate sportsmen and primary? Um, who's like the first person that pops into your head? Oh, it's tough. I mean, it was a lot of good flying. Um, unfortunately, like I wanted to see more of it. Um, I, I saw all the advanced flying because it was out in the judges line as an assistant. Um, mostly when intermediate sportsman was flying, that's when I was like preparing my sequence and walking and yeah. trying to get ready for my own stuff. So as much as I wanted to watch it, because it was some really, really good flying. I bet you um, Mark and I are going to pick get to see yeah. a whole lot. Mark and I would probably pick the I, same person. I, you know what the best part was? <laughs> the yeah. gliders. Oh, you son of a bitch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> I wish my internet would fail at those moments, but it won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, 
I'll tell you what though, that um I'll tell you what you guys did, that that was really cool. What's that? That's the belt that you guys did. That was that was pretty cool. The they were, uh, oh, I love that. that I love that. Was that was very well received, and uh, oh, the they belt. Were very excited about it. Yeah, the belt. Yeah, that was exciting. We got some big plans for next year already. Um, <laughs> I can't even say it right now because it might be inappropriate. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we're we're fully fully pumped for next year um, to do that. Well, well, both of you actually need to be there next year. I know, I know. That would be so fun. That would be I really fun. Fully plan on embarrassing myself next year and having you firmly kick my ass. And I'm <laughs> you see, you next get... year, like, are you talking about 2023 now? Because it's 2022, and that means oh next nationals is this year, this nationals. You're like that John Mulaney skit when he talks about going to a sleepover at a friend's house and you guys go to bed after like 12 o'clock at night and he's like, see you in the morning. He's like, oh, it's already morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> you it's today bro it's already today yeah yeah Heck. yeah i hope you get covid <laughs> jesus that's <laughs> oh, not even that bad um yeah the new one's fine yeah whatever no i plan on um i'm gonna go to unlimited next i want to go to this year unlimited and i'm gonna just show up with at least 50 blank DQ forms for every other pilot in the category. And I'm going to just DQ the shit out of them so I can win. (laughs) Improper startup, improper takeoff. (laughs) He said mean things to me a year ago. (laughs) She looked at me funny in the bathroom. Yeah. So are you, are you going to fly unlimited next year? Are you going to try to make the advanced team for the, AWAC that's going to be in the US. Oh, I forgot about that. Shit. Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question, dude. Yeah, Jeff, what are your plans? Well, I plan on getting permanent residency in the Bahamas and competing under the Bohemian flag. Um, okay. You know, the Jamaican bombs. Going right to island time. <laughs> um, no, that's a really good question. Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of like leaning advanced now. Shit. Is that saves a lot of money than shipping an airplane? Obviously, the right answer is just to compete in advance and and hopefully make the team. It's going to be a what do you, you know? That's a really good question. What do you think? How many people do you think are going to try out for the team? And twenty. I think there's going to be a lot of people to try out for. Them. Right. So like typically, yeah. So typically, you get like when it's in when it's in Europe, you'll get like fifteen people that will actually try out for the team, right? Yeah, thereabouts, maybe a few more. So I'm guessing, I'd be curious what you would think, but I'm going to guess that there's going to be at least 30 people trying out for the team. Yeah. I hope so. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I think it will be. 30 was going to be my number. Ultimately, that's better for the team, right? Because now you're actually getting the best pilots. Well, but here's my qualm with it. So if you make the team under ice, because theoretically, um. You're 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 making a team under mostly IAC rules, and then you're going to a SIVA contest um, in Gene, Nevada. So obviously everybody knows where Gene, Nevada is in a map, and kind of where I'm alluding to is density, altitudes, and performance of an airplane. Do you think that somebody who makes the team at IAC Nationals and say a Pitts S1S, right, um, mm-hmm. 
and let's take like Sammy for, for argument's sake. Cause he's ever, you know, he's a great pilot. I'm not trying to, you know, stroke his ego here, but um, he's just, he's really good. Do you think him and a pits one ass with some of the sequences that have been tossed out at prior worlds can compete on say a hot day in Gene Nevada against somebody in an SC flying the same type thing, like similar to the situation that everybody talks about with that figure that Castor threw out um, with the down loop, with the eight point roll on the bottom where, you know, everybody was just struggling to close it and made the lines even. So what I'm getting at is um, can a Pitts S1S win at SIVA level at an AWAC with say the third unknown or something like that. I mean, you know, like the saying goes, nothing's impossible, but it doesn't mean that it's probable. So yeah, I, you know, uh, I mean, quite frankly, a SIVA advanced contest is a lot more difficult than IC advanced contest. Yeah. Right? There's, there's more figures, there's tail slides, there's, there's just more going on and it's three unknowns well, three free unknowns. Yeah. So, and it is a higher density altitude. And I mean, you're competing against other countries. That, that's all they're really flying is SCs, right? And yep. you're also competing in front of judges, the world judges, that all they're used to watching is monoplanes. They're not used to watching biplanes. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's a pretty uphill battle. Right. It'd and be, that's, it'd be, it'd be tough. I don't want to discourage anyone from doing it. I mean, if you, no. if you fly the heck out of a pit, then go for it. But, just gonna be realistic of what you're getting into. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, I I have no idea. That's a great question. Um, but <clears throat> what I'm kind of thinking, you know, because let's face it, a lot of these biplane guys, especially the Texas guys and the Midwest guys, and like John Osmeyer, Johnny O, fucking assassins. They are just incredible. Like, just if they got if they got their hands on on an SC, or they would just spank me or anybody. Um, and, you know, um, it's going to be really interesting what the uh, the U.S. team is going to consist of for the AWAC in uh, Gene, Nevada. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know, it's exciting. Yeah. Get, you know, nobody's getting paid for this shit. It'll be fun. I think it's going to be real exciting. I think it's- yeah. It'll be great nationals. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see that competition. Could you? It's going to yeah. be a well-attended nationals. That's for sure. That's an interesting conundrum, though, because, like, yeah, you make the team here, and then you got to go across the pond and compete on that level at AWAC. That's boy, I never thought of that. I never thought of the idea. Of, well, I mean, even the the financial and logistical commitment aside, but like, yeah, you fly an S one and you make the team here. How? I mean, you you have to think ahead and think like, well, how? is it worth me going there? How am I going to contribute to the team effort and how well am I going to do in an S one? Never really thought of that. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm the only person in the country that thinks this, so I'm, I'm probably not correct in my thinking, but I always thought the, the advanced and the unlimited team selection should swap. So instead of having like an unlimited team selection and then seven, eight months later, you actually go into the world. If you push that back here. So now, you have team selection and you have over a year to actually prepare work as a team. Like Jeff with the advanced team, unfortunately we never actually got to go to the world, but how great was the team and the camaraderie and everything else of having a year and a half to practice together? Yeah. I mean, it made a, made a huge difference. There's no doubt. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of experience overseas, but I've seen 
you know, the French people, you know, the French and the Russian flyers. I would have, I honestly would have bet money on us to win that year. I really would have. Um, it was a strong team. Yeah. And we had the key to our, uh, the key to that team, that the, the team that never was, um, was that it wasn't, you know, two or three pilots that could place. We had, you know, four to five pilots that could, that could place in each flight. So, you know, we had a, we had a strong base and it wasn't a mad, you know, nobody was a, a real superstar on the team. Everybody was really great. Um, and yeah, we had great camaraderie. Everybody worked together and we learned a lot. So, um, yeah, there's no doubt unless you, you made a big boo-boo. Um, we would, we definitely, um, you know, had a, um, a good chance to, to take home a, a team gold. I don't know about individual. I think a lot of variables go into individual flight medals, but, um, I think for, as far as team went, I think we were, we were very, um, uh, very, very strong, which sucks. That was one of the, that was one of the hardest decisions was to say like that we couldn't go and stuff. It just, uh, it just sucked. <laughs> you go on and on about that. <laughs> yeah, was a, was terribly disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah, but yeah. um, ugh, oof. Yeah, when in the history yeah. has, has there been a more cohesive team and and more prepared team? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to even think about it. What yeah, a, what well, a tragedy. How's your feelings on this year's team? Um, I'm not talking about the drama with the bullshit with AJ, but I feel like this year's. You know, you guys are are pretty tight. I'm excited. Um, so I mean, we, j- we just have really good quality pilots on the team, right? I mean, Jeff, what more can you say than Jeff? Right? He <sighs> He's flies awesome. great. He, he always, he always pulls his own weight and, you know, he's, he's in. So that'll be great. Uh, Jim Burke is flying really well. He's come a long way over the past couple of years. AJ has come leaps and bound over the past couple of years. Yeah, he's, he's trending up. Both Jim and AJ really showed um, well. Craig. Yep. Yeah. Craig always flies really well. Um you got Aaron flying now. He flies really well. Um yeah, I and mean, I think it's just good thing. And even Johnny, Jenny Wacker. Um <sighs> right? We yeah, picked the, it. the progress the progress he's made in the past half a year is just unbelievable. He was our so, um he was our pick for unlimited like that's what do we what do we call him, Mark? We were like, yeah, who was um, like what was one of the biggest takeaways from Nationals this year? And we were both like Johnny Wacker. Um, what what did he place? I don't even remember. I know it was high. I think it was sixth, um, fifth or sixth. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't he, remember. He placed like really high, and he flew consistent. He flew really good, and it was like out of nowhere. Not at, I knew. I kind of had an inside track. I'm. I love Johnny, so I kind of knew what he was doing, but like. If you didn't know about him and and if you're not friends with him and you and all of a sudden Johnny Wacker's there just fucking kicking ass. It's awesome. They worked really hard. But both I mean, probably the, the two people who worked the hardest this past year, in my opinion, is um AJ and Johnny. Yeah. And they just camps all the time, always texting and writing and sending sequences back and forth and challenging each other and I mean it's they I think that, worked really, really hard and it paid off for them. Yeah, because I think you you used to kind of hold that title of, of, of that kind of worth ethic, but they might have, they might have stolen, stolen it away from you. I gotta be honest, because <laughs> they're fucking yeah. That's every time I talk to Asia, like oh, I'm training with Rob or you know I'm training with Wacker. I'm like holy shit, like <laughs> yeah, 
It's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. I'm excited yep. too for um for AJ and uh Jim Burke because I feel like the two of them um it seems like they get along great, number one, but I feel like they're gonna be able to push each other like really hard. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. it seems it seems I mean, like- there's, there's, there's there's a bunch of that with the team, right? I I think um yeah, Burke and AJ and AJ and Johnny and Craig and Aaron. I mean, it's just those well, one cohesive team, but there's little, there's little groups within the team where there's those people that are working together all the time, pushing each other. So yeah. What it's, it's going to be good. What motivates you? Um, obviously, you know, we've heard some of your answers in the past where, you know, it's a contest amongst, you know, you're kind of competing against yourself and it's up to you. And, and we understand that too, but what kind of like, I don't want to use the cliche term, get you out of bed in the morning, but um, like what keeps bringing you back to worlds and, um, whether it's a person you want to win against a country you want to win against or, or whatever, but like what motivates you? Honestly, it's just, I don't think I've been the best that I can be yet. Yeah. And it's really all, all it is. Um, you know, when, when I hit that peak, when I can do a contest and I can sit back and say, that's the best I could have ever flown. And I know I can't do better. That's when I start, you know, time to think about doing something else or sticking to just air shows or whatnot. But, I just don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I've peaked. I don't think I've, I don't think I've shown my best performance yet. And, and I want to. Yeah. So that, that's what keeps me going. Gotcha. Does like Coke, does Coco it. push you a little, does he, is he the type of coach that pushes you or is he just really good at, I don't know, picking things apart when you fly in front of him? Um, do you have anybody like in your corner or friends that are like, you know, I don't know get your ass in your plane, go fly, or like, you need to work on this, something like that. Um, Coco's been, what's great about Coco is Coco, how do I put it? Coco takes whatever your style is and, and perfects that. Right. So the way he'll work with me and the way he'll work with, I don't know, Jim, just as an example. You know, I think our his gym style of flying and my style of flying are a little different. It's not really right or wrong, but just different from each other. And Coco will force us to hone in and really perfect our style of flying so that we fly like us, right? So it's it's like the Dave Martin thing. You can look at Dave Martin flying two miles away and you know it's Dave Martin, right? Coco tries to get people to be that, their own style. So someone might see Jim flying two miles away and go, that's Jim Burke flying. I can tell his style. Um, and I think that's a big different differentiator at the world, you know, um, even amongst the French pilots who are amazing, you can see individual pilots and they all have their own unique differences in the way they fly. And one's not necessarily better than the other, but it's just different enough that it catches your attention. Yeah. So, you know, every half point counts. And if you can get that little extra half point just from a stylistic difference, it's going to help. Yeah, I remember we were in Oshkosh at one of the nationals, and I, I don't know, I was on sitting on the bench having lunch, and you know, with a bunch of people, and he was he was one of them, and I was just listening, and he was talking about um, Renaud, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it seemed like he really, you know, um, nothing against you, but um, to be frank, you know, it seemed like he was that out of everybody he's coached, he's he seemed that that guy was just. Just on another level. I don't know if you ever. Oh, I was on another level. 
He absolutely was. Yeah. Cause he yeah, was, was amazing. Yeah. He was pretty much saying like he can get in any airplane and just whoop ass. It didn't matter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you Coco is just good at bringing out the best in who you are. That's, that's what Coco does well. Yeah. Um, you competed against Renat, right? Or Renault, sorry. Renault. How do you I pronounce it? Is it Renault? No, his his last championship was 09, and um, he passed away shortly after that. Was that, that long ago? Unlimited contest was 11, yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Crazy, so crazy. long ago, yeah. Yeah, watching his videos are just, I mean, it's just pure insanity. Oh, it's a machine. Yeah. yeah. So for Mr. Vice President, for, for next year's, sorry, fuck, I hate you, Mark. For this year's nationals, <laughs> um, what do you think, um, I don't want to say can be done differently. Like, what would you like to add to this year's nationals um, or see, see, see there? What would you like to bring to this year's nationals? You guys. Live Exploder updates. <laughs> No, you guys should be there. I'm why, don't, why don't you guys accommodate all the video? Sure. would love that. Oh, my God. I think that'd be great. How do we hold Mark That'd to be this? so much fun. No, let's go. Let's let's just book it. We'll make it official. Let's book it. I'm going. Let's go. I'll be there. <laughs> you promise? I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be if there. If you don't go, let's put this on record. If you don't go, you have to give me your goldfish that's in your backyard. Oh, Nemo. Oh, seriously. No, I mean, why don't you guys just get in touch with um, uh, Forrest Fox, who does all the video. Forrest? And, and say, okay, we're going. You live stream it, which is awesome, and we'd like to do live narration during the whole thing. Okay. I mean, I think it, there's a lot of people that tuned into that live stream. They actually have some really, I mean, Lori did an awesome Oh, job. it was so much fun. But if, Yeah, but if you could have someone do the entire contest, I mean, it's going to be a lot of work. I mean, that's a long week for you guys talking in a microphone, but. That'd be great. I'm in. It sounds, so, get, it, it sounds fun. We actually have some plans to talk to uh, the Don and figure out how to put together some, cause I don't want to, you shouldn't have to do it out of pocket. Um, I'd love to do like a, um, I don't want to say fundraiser, but I'm sure enough people would kick in 50 bucks each person or whatever to get the, uh, you know, his 18 wheeler out there. You know what you guys should do? <laughs> you probably won't, but here's what you should do. No, seriously, you should, you should, you should definitely do the live streams, right? But then, like between flights and before and after the contest and stuff, you guys should walk around with a a camera and a microphone and interview people and talk about stuff and just you know put to, put together a YouTube channel and every day have some content for that YouTube channel for people to see what actually happens at the contest behind the scenes. I love that idea. You know, I love that idea. No, I right really now. like that. I really I mean, like that idea. Great at it. I really love that idea. That would be fun. I mean, yeah, be I think it's great. Sport and everybody sees the airplanes, but nobody actually sees the pilot. I know. And we're such a good, I agree. And there's bunch. so many, there, there's so many geeks out there that, that love this shit that want to see it. Yeah. And you might get some more geeks in the process. I love it. I love it. You're plenty no, of FCS I mean, geeks. Jeff and I were, I mean, we were watching, we were watching the, the live stream. We loved it. I mean, I loved it. I really appreciate it. I, mean, I think we said it a bunch on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Like really, really appreciated the effort um, yep. by Forrest. And it was, it was just great to see, to have a live stream. You know, I mean, the other thing that would do too is 
I don't want to get into the, all the controversy and stuff this last year, but unfortunately there was a tiny bit of controversy and that took up 105% of the conversation. Right. And overall it was actually a really good contest. There was a lot of flying. There was a lot of really good flying. All the flights got in. Um, everybody had a good time. It was, it was great. And if someone was there doing, you know, interviews and posting stuff on YouTube and you could see all the behind the scenes stuff, I think the, the attitude going to next year would be a lot better. Yeah. Right? It just would be better for the sport to see what actually happened and not what people perceived it to be because of, you know, a little bit of crap that was going on that people over blue. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be great. I'm pumped. I love that idea. I love that. Idea. I like that idea a lot. Would that get you to go to a contest? Me? Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go, I'll be there. I'll go there. Can you fly low lines? Okay. I don't know so what that, that means, but sure. Do you yeah, know you can do other contests too. You, really you can go to Borrego and do the same thing. Yeah. I, in fact, um, that was one of the things I was super impressed with was just how uh, both Borrego contests were. Yeah. Yep. But we're there's held. someone there with a video camera posting stuff on YouTube, showing the behind the scenes and maybe a little bit of the flying. I just think that'd be great for the sport. That's a really good idea. You've had, I agree. Rob, I'm so, I agree. you're having a million great ideas. God. <laughs> yeah, now it's just finding the people that actually execute. Yeah, that's, Holland, that's the hard part. Holland v. Chapman, ESPN yep. Ocho at at nationals with with Mark <laughs> and Jeff. Um, ah, they, geez, this has been a very productive episode. Great. It, oh yeah, we've covered a lot of bases. Yeah. Um, all good things. Well. All good things. Rob, you have anything else for us? What other good ideas? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I might might be fresh out. (laughs) Well, should we, should we quit while we're ahead and and (laughs) stick a pin in this thing? (laughs) Yeah. It's up to you guys. What do you got? Jeff, you got anything else? I was just trying to think, but like, I'm so, I'm so excited to get Chapman's response on this. Like that's going to (laughs) be, We need to send, we need to send him a text. Yeah. 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 Not totally. <laughs> what we really need to do is start, we need to send, we need to start pinning Rob and Mikey G and Matt Chapman against each other. Just start like, Hey, uh, you know, send him a text. And hey, like, Hey, I just talked to, uh, to Rob. Yeah. I have the perfect warm up before Holland V Chapman. Okay. Goulian. Okay. Versus Rin Harvey. <laughs> I like it. Right? I like it. <laughs> How great would that be? Oh, the Don. I'm in. The Don. I think we lost Rob. I think I think Rob Rob dropped off the line here. I think we lost him. <laughs> oh, how much trouble would we get in if we started like putting Vegas odds on us? <laughs> Has there been this, too many uh, good ideas this podcast? This is all, it's every single idea has been really good. It's episode, somebody's writing them down. It's episode 69. Yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's a sign. Just all good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Point to 69. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Too funny. Well, Rob, too funny. where, where can, uh, 
everybody find you? Where can we follow you? How can we support you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, um, a website. I mean, just Google my name. A bunch of stuff will come up. Um, but I mean, really, just support the IEC. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not part of the IEC, join. Not that expensive. IEC. Pretty cool group to be a part of. IEC.org. Absolutely. Sign yeah. up. Sign up. It's cheap, too. What is it now? What's the membership now? Is it still 30? If you're an EAA member, 39? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't remember the exact number. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a lifetime member, so I don't have to worry about that yeah. anymore. It's cheaper than <laughs> another humble brag. <laughs> well, no, you, you, you have to pay for a lifetime membership. So, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper than a gallon of gas. Just buy the IC yeah. membership. Yeah, it's too cheap not to join. It is. It's only uh. What was it pumpkin, whatever latte? How many of those would it cost? Oh, don't PSL. ask. If you don't know. You know it's a PSL. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. You know the a large is five ninety five. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. A couple weeks worth of those, you can be a member. Hell yeah! Not even. That's it. Yeah, not yeah. even. A week. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That'd Jeff, be funny to put else? like an advertisement, like put like um five bottles of Dasani water or, or like, or, and then have the IAC membership card next to it. <laughs> Ditch the Starbucks once a week and you too can be an IAC member. Yeah. I like what you guys did with the, um, what's it called? The uh, QR code thing. That was, that was really cool. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Works really well. Wow. I printed yeah. a bunch out and just put them in some FBOs. Like, can I hang this yeah, here? Yeah, no, that's great. That is that is great. Debbie, you know what? I wonder. Um, another great idea. Um, can we? Gosh, can, full of them. I know. Can we put a PDF of that on the IAC.org website? Because then anybody could just print it out and they could put it in their local FBO. Yeah, I don't see why not. Just talk to your about putting it on there. Yeah. Yeah. He's not too busy crying over his MX that that you yeah. keep delaying on him. You know, it, Come on, you're delaying it, right? You you told him not to ship it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> you know, another quick thing, just to kind of set the record straight. Uh, one thing I've been hearing a lot, especially with all the controversy going on, is everyone's talking about how membership is way down. It's not what it used to be, and blah blah blah. Our membership is actually higher right now than it yeah, has been. Yeah, it's never been higher. Time. It well, it has been higher, but it's been a long time since it's been that. I mean, it's been significantly lower for quite a few years, and um. You know, I got to give my hats off to Jim for being a part of that. Not all of it, but a part of it and bringing numbers back up. But we're up over 4,000. I think like roughly 4,100, somewhere in there. We should have and, like um, a 5,000 goal. That's, that's great. Yeah, let's let's make a campaign. I can't, When's yeah. the last time it was higher? It's been a long, long time then. I'd, I'd have to look at the, the dates and the years and stuff. But it was, um, it was artificially a little bit high for a long time because they would there's that whole six month free thing that they did forever. So you had a lot of people that were members. They weren't, they didn't pay for anything and they never renewed. So okay, kind of artificially higher for a while, but if you took like actual paying members, it, it's been a while. Yeah. And we're, we're, we can always be better and I hope we are because we could use more, but let's the, try to round out 2022 healthy. with a 5,000. 
that'd be fantastic. That's a great goal, actually. Yep. It's another great idea. Jeez. Songbirds here. Just full of them. Bunch of songbirds. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I'm uh, I'm fresh out of ideas, actually. I'm fresh out. Oh, wait. I got a good idea. All right. Seventh. Oh, here we go. I want a seventh category. <laughs> Sorry, bad idea. Inside tumble, Wider super unlimited. <laughs> yeah. A glider only category. Oh, I hate just gliders. whistling. How good did you whistle? Oh my god! A tornado came through my airport and destroyed a glider. It was. I guess in the picture, it's most beautiful thing in the world it like destroyed the wing is all folded up because it's like it everything else is fine on the airport they're made out of balsa i know god good thing it got crushed (laughs) (laughs) oh poor glider poor little glider i don't want to hear that can't even hold up to a tornado what kind of glider is that you know, what kind of glider are you? God. All right, you, you <sighs> two. Should we stick, should we uh, should we call it? Yep. And then we're gonna call Sounds Chapman. Good. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, and then right after this, we're gonna tell Chapman that Rob Holland's talking a bunch of trash. And he's saying you won't do it. You don't have the guts to show up, Matt. And then it's gonna go on the IAC.org if he doesn't if he doesn't do it, it's gonna be Matt Chapman's a bitch. <laughs> Right should we start this on the exploder? <laughs> yeah. Should we just start it on the exploder? Mark, if you do Rob that, you're going to get Chapman a bitch. <clears throat> Jorge is going to come back to you. I think he's, did he just start like 787 school or something <laughs> like that? So I'm sure that's all the distraction he needs right now going through all that. That'd be great. Well, that's how Can you he... get him. Catch him while he's down. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, I've never posted on the exploder. I've only got the emails. How do you, how do you actually post to the exploder? You just email the the address, the exploder address. And it will go to everybody? Yep. Can we do, before we get off, I know we've been on for an hour 45. Can we do it live right now and see if you guys get it? Hold on. Is that yeah, cool? Yeah, if you want. All right. Yeah. Give me, uh, what should the title be? I'm going to say calling Matthew Chapman as the title. Can we... Get a contest between Rob Holland and I'm going to use the fancy end sign button. You know what I'm talking about? The ampersand. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Cathlon. We're at Nash at, um, did you say sound and fun? Or Oshkosh. And then I'll use the fancy at symbol. How do you spell Oshkosh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just abbreviate, use the airport code. <laughs> so it says, uh, can we get a contest between Rob Holland and Matt Chapman in the decathlon at Oshkosh or Son of Fun? Thoughts? Cool with that? Great. Okay. So I sent it. Did you guys get it? I haven't got anything yet. All right. Well, we can close it. That takes a lot of us through, but yeah. All right. Let me know. Cool. 
And then we could just shit talk Sweet. Chapman. Oh, wait. I love it. Address not found. All right, we'll work on it. Don't even worry about it. We'll work on it. Sorry we'll about that audience it. for that dead air. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Rob, thanks so much for coming back on. Hey, You're thank around. you guys for having me. And uh, again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you guys uh, all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 